everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report, episode 151. I'm your host, James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We've got a fun little podcast for you guys this week. No real big things going on in the news world, but we do have some uh, interesting stories to get into. Of course, we're kind of in that uh, awesome <laughs> early uh, spring, late winter time frame then we... Tilly Ariza 2, I'm still loving it. Uh, Yee's 9 is out. And two more heavy hitters coming up here real soon with Persona 5 Strikers and Bravely Default 2. And I'm, I'll be honest, I've been in a bit of a conundrum as um, I, I really want both of them, right? And I, you know... Um, there's not unlimited funds here to work with. I, I can relate with most of, of you guys out there. I, I really cannot afford to get both of them right now. It's, you know, it's a hard enough sell to the wife to get one of these things. And uh, she kind of likes watching Persona, so that was a little easier sell than, um, than normal. But uh, the more I see a Bravely Default 2, and we'll talk about that with a trailer that came out for it here uh, this past week. Man, I'm really wanting to get into it, but um, I will. I will resist. I will <laughs> just go with Strikers, and I, you know, I'll be on if if maybe Bravely Default Two was coming out first, and Strikers was the latter. I might be tempted to go that way, but since Strikers is first, um, I will. I will go that direction. I'm. It's it's kind of like an either or situation. I'm so pumped up about both of them, and uh, and kind of wish they were spaced a little bit further apart. But that is the situation that we are in right now, and it is a great time to be a JRPG player. That is for sure. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, this broke yesterday, and if you guys recall, last year was the first time we had. Heard from the New Game Plus Expo. Uh, well, they are doing another one this year, and uh, their setup is is you know perfect for um, live you know a live stream audience, a pandemic, if you will. It's not in person anyway, so not really a big deal. And it's going to be happening sooner than I thought it was going to. This is going to kick off on March the fourth, and the big ones that I'm interested in primarily are going to be anything out of Idea Factory International, Koei Tecmo America, or NIS America. Yeah, they are making the scene um, what I would hope for. Um, I, I'm sure we could possibly get a new uh, Neptunia announcement at this one from Idea Factory. Um, Koei Tecmo could... I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to announce anything new at this point. Maybe they could confirm... The development of uh, Atelier Riza 3, that would be by far the most I would even hope for out of them. The big one we got the eyes on is NIS America. They have a potential announcement in the localization of Hajimari no Kiseki. It would be, so like the least I would expect out of them is confirming they're working on it and the translation is coming. I think the best we could hope for is a release date. I'm not expecting it. 
Um, but it is, it is possible, I would guess. Um, you know, we've kind of speculated that that was going to come at the earliest, probably fall of this year. So it would be nice. We are assuming they're working on it. There's no reason to assume otherwise. So it would be nice to get, you know, confirmation and then uh, potentially a release window for that. If we've not heard of one by this point, um, I think PC owners uh, are rightfully due a Trails of Cold Steel 4 release date. As of this moment, it is, um, there's, it's coming to PC and Switch, but we only have a release date for the Switch version in April. So um, I would assume that if we've not gotten that cleared up, that they would also say, hey, okay, this is coming out the same day. I believe it's April 9th, if I recall off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, there there may be some other surprises in there. We also got um, um, Aka Systems, Arc System Works, Gung Ho Online Entertainment, INTI Creates. I'm not sure what they are. Um, Natsumi Inc., Playism, and PM Studios are the publishers that will be participating with this. It'll be, like I said, on March the 4th, and it's kind of early in the morning. So if you're on the West Coast, it's 8 a.m. East Coast, it's 11 a.m. You'll be able to watch that on Twitch, they say. And there's also um, a YouTube channel that will be following each thing. So let's take a peek. Oh, I should have planned ahead and have my <laughs> calendar a little bit within reach. Let's see. Oh, well, how convenient. March the 4th is a Thursday, so if the podcast is a little bit late coming out that day, you'll understand why. Is, uh, that, so that kicks off 11 a.m. for me, so I'll probably wait till at least until NIS America does their presentation and then go record the podcast and then get into your grubby little pause as soon as I can. But that's uh, I thought that would be really fun to lead off the podcast with. And uh, hopefully some good news is a-coming on March the 4th. The second big piece of news that broke this past week was the Final Fantasy XIV uh, plethora of announcements they made during its latest announcement showcase. Uh, the biggest, well, I guess there was two big things in my uh, point of view. Uh, the newest expansion uh, in patch 6.0 will be Endwalker. And it will launch this fall for PlayStation 5, PS4, PC, and Mac. There will be an open beta for this uh, PS5 version of Final Fantasy XIV to begin on April 13th, alongside release patch 5.5. Um, the full version will follow later, and that is right. The PS5 version is for real. There is a trailer for it, and if you've been a longtime player, of the series, um, I've kind of been watching it, you know, from a distance for a long time. I've got <laughs> got a few people trying to to really get me into fourteen, and um, I'm I'm starting to at least listen to those uh, listen to those arguments. As I understand, there's some free ways to play it, and that free always kind of entices me as the uh, cheapskate gamer that I am. But this PS5 version, if you look at this trailer, man, it looks phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to temper any expectations of uh, PS4 version uh, looking like that, but it is uh, it is fantastic. So let's talk about Endwalker just a little bit. Like I said, it's coming out in the fall for PC, PS4, PS5, and Mac. It features the 
So bear with me on these names. I don't know them. Sorry. Features the climax of the Hydaelyn and Zodiac stories in which warriors of light will encounter an even greater calamity than ever before as they travel to the far reaches of Hydaelyn and even to the moon. Ooh, we got some Final Fantasy IV vibes going in there. Uh, in addition to bringing the long-running story arc that began with the Realm Reborn to its conclusion, Inwalker will mark a new beginning for the beloved MMO, setting the stage for new adventures that longtime fans and new players can enjoy together. That's... Uh, that's sounding pretty pretty awesome. So like I said, that PS5 version open beta will start on April the 13th of this year. It will feature numerous upgrades from the PS4 version, including significantly improved frame rates, faster load times, 4K resolution support, and more. Players who FF14 online service account has been a registered license for PS4 may download and play the PS5 upgrade version at no extra cost at the start of the open beta period, while new players can experience the game on PS5 through the free trial. Again, very cool stuff. Uh, this new expansion will bring an abundance of new features, including multiple new jobs, an increased level cap, vast new areas, updates to the battle system, a variety of new challenges to overcome, as well as crafter and gatherer content. Um, that new level cap is going to go from 80 to 90. They've got the new job class of Sage out. Um, there is a trailer that goes along with that if you're interested in checking it out. Of course, head over to our YouTube channel. You can see that PS5 version of it. You can see the Inwalker expansion trailer. And, yeah, that Sage class. Um, all there um New dungeons are going to be in there. New threats, including Anima, making a return to it. New high-difficulty high raids of Pandemonium. Secrets revealed in the new Alliance raid series. A new small-scale player-versus-player mode. Additional trust system ally. A new residential district. Upgrades to the Gold Saucer. That's pretty freaking awesome. Um, yeah, so a lot of new stuff coming to Final Fantasy 14. Um, the game just kind of keeps on giving. It's uh, <laughs> been going for quite a long time and doesn't, I mean, especially making the, the move to PS5, appears to be uh, kind of reinventing itself. So we, we see this with uh, Fantasy Online, Fantasy Star Online 2, getting that new genesis, and that's kind of a rebirth for it is into this modern era. It appears this is a similar move for Final Fantasy XIV as uh, just uh, show no signs of uh, slowing down and trying to bring in some new people while appeasing fans, uh, longtime fans. And like I said, I am, I'm tempted to want to get into it. I have avoided MMOs my entire life, <laughs> to be quite frank. I've told, you know, I've talked about before the kind of resistance I have just just in principle of buying a game and then paying each month to play it but like I said with some free options to at least experience this one it might be an opportunity uh, to do that and now seems like the perfect time to get into it for a few weeks now we've been talking a little bit about Aquabus Trip Hellbound and Debrief the um, kind of remaster of Aquabus Trip Plus 
that came out many uh, moons ago. Uh, this one's coming out for PS4, Switch, and PC uh, in Japan. Well, we finally got actual confirmation this one's coming to the West. Publisher Exceed Games and developer Acquire announced. Um, so in Japan, it's coming out on May the 20th. And it, no no official release date, but they did finally confirm. You know, they said uh, back in 2019, I believe that this was going to there was going to be a Western version. In 2021, <laughs> February, they have confirmed that this is actually happening, and uh, will be coming in the summer. Let's see, we've got a 10th anniversary edition, which is going to be available at retail for 49.99, or standalone via digital stores at 39.99. Uh, the 10th Anniversary Edition will, of course, have the game for either PS4 or Switch, an art book with over 60 pages of newly commissioned art and illustrations, and a two-disc official soundtrack containing 47 tracks. Now, that is a good uh, good value. Good grief. You get an art book and soundtrack for 10 bucks more. How much more, more companies got behind, uh, <laughs> got behind that option? So, yeah, you can check out... Um, the announcement trailer over on our YouTube channel, kind of showing this one in action. It it looks interesting. Um, I'm not sure if this is one I want to necessarily get into, but I know a lot of people have been looking forward to it for a while. Um, there was two two new character trailers uh, debuted uh, also just like before. These were in Japanese for uh, Sina and Mana. I can. Tata, I guess that's how they say the last name, Twins. And uh, you can check those out on our YouTube channel as well. But yeah, big news of it coming to the West and getting a special edition. Um, they say you can, <laughs> you can fight like a nerd in this one. Wield an arsenal of replicas, collectibles, and other amusing objects as you humiliate vampires in a submission, all while wearing a solitary of customizable clothes and costumes. There will be full dual audio. You can enjoy hours of voiced-over banter with your choice of English or the original Japanese. Always like, um, always like that option. That seems um, like something you should be able to get on most games that you should choose to do so in. Um, we got a new trailer for Maglum Lord. Uh, last week we got Darius. Or Darius, how do you say his his name? Well, this week we got Charmy, Char Charm. I don't know. It's the word Charm with an e on the end of it. Uh, <laughs> so we got that trailer uh, this week. Still no Western release date for this one, or even that's coming to the West. But it is due out for PS4 and Switch on March the 18th in Japan. So if you want to head over to our YouTube channel. You can check that out, as well as the aforementioned Bravely Default trailer. This one's in English. Uh, that's been a, a bit of a struggle with some of these uh, trailers, as we uh, we don't get an English version of them. J Japan gets all the good stuff, but you know this is a worldwide simultaneous release. So there's been a few. English ones, but you know, there's been a couple that's not. This one is called a Brave New Battle trailer, and it kind of um, details the Brave and Default functions in this game. Obviously, with the leap from the 3DS 
to the Nintendo Switch. New hardware means new audiences, and it's you know it's been a while since those games have come out. Maybe there's some younger players that I don't know what a Bravely Default is. So, and they got an awesome uh, sounds appears to be a British actress to do the voiceover. Uh, <laughs> for this trailer, I invite you to check it out. It is is humorous and well done, to say the least. And it kind of, you know, um, not only merits the Brave Order system, but shows the demerits of not using the default system properly and uh, quite in a, a witty fashion of doing so. So definitely want to check that out. And like I said, you know, seeing this one and seeing some of the other ones, playing the demo, it's really got me inspired to want to play this. It has all those old school JRPG vibes to it. And I just, I really am taken aback. Obviously, it's kind of, you know, I wouldn't call them chibi characters by any stretch, but they are, you know, condensed character models, right? Uh, they're a little bit short-statured. Squatty. I don't know how to describe them, but the graphics are gorgeous for this game. It is, when you see what the Switch can do when games are made for the Nintendo Switch, I'm not talking about, you know, PlayStation 4 games or PC games or whatever that are then ported to the Switch. But when you build a game from the ground up for this system, you can get really amazing Results you need to look no further, obviously, this game, but look no further than all Nintendo's first party software. Very, very impressive, and it just makes me want to kind of dive into some old school, you know, gameplay that uh, my beloved turn based battle system are. It, it feels like an, an aging dinosaur that's it's slowly dying off, and it makes me sad, but maybe, you know, games like this can kind of help revitalize it. You can you can make the argument that turn-based is more popular than ever, but then there's constant calls for its destruction, so I don't understand. Anyway, uh, back to <laughs> Brave Default 2, of course, will be out exclusively for the Switch on February the 26th worldwide, so just a little bit over two weeks so you can get back into that world, but definitely go check out that trailer and any other ones I've got on the YouTube channel if you're little bit on the fence about it, download the demo and you can see exactly for yourself what I'm so excited about. Players who are interested to play Fantasy Star Online 2 will have another way to do it as Sega will release the PC version of uh, the free-to-play massively multiplayer online game via the Epic's Game Store. This is coming on February 16th. In uh, a quote from the company, they say, we are so happy to releasing Fantasy Star Online 2 Global on the Epic's Game Store. With all the huge updates to the game over the past year, including the newest Chapter 6 update, there's more content ever to explore and play through. We can't wait to welcome all the new players to the universe and continue to snub <laughs> PlayStation 4 and Switch owners. No, that, that last part was not uh, was not in there, but it is a awesome move. Great. Put it on more things. What are they doing? Seriously, why is this game still <laughs> not coming to the uh, two highest-selling consoles uh, we've seen in a long time in the Switch and PS4? I do not understand. Uh, I'm just going to stop there because it, it kind of... I, like I said, I don't really have a dog in this race. I don't... I can live 
without Fantasy Star Online 2. It does not matter at the end of the day to me. I just do not understand this thinking of why it's out in Japan for those systems. Well, I guess uh, it's, what's it called? Fantasy Star Online 2 Cloud for the Switch. So, I mean, there's a version for it in Japan, right? But just, ah, PS4 gamers, they don't want to play this in, in the West. Uh, yeah, so, well... If you are on the Epic Game Store and you would like to play this free game, you are going to be able to on February the 17th. A um, couple episodes ago, we got Jake's um, review for Dragon Star Venar, and it appears that this one is going to be coming to the Switch, um, at least in Japan. So uh, it is coming to the eShop this spring, the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu revealed uh this thing is you know it's been out for a while so it does appear that there is a switch version coming it's already available on ps4 and pc but with it coming um to japan on the switch it should keyword should <laughs> mean it's coming to the switch at some point in time here in the west as well uh if you are looking forward to the animation the new series from the world ends with you well not too much longer about two more months it will begin airing on april the 9th square enix announced um there's a new cool uh image that went along with it as well as a cool new uh i think it's the opening movie uh for the animation it's about a minute long and it features the opening rap Teenage City Riot featuring our, uh, I don't know if I can say that properly. <laughs> anyway, it's, <laughs> we'll just say Teenage City Riot uh, by Japanese hip hop, hip hop and funk band Ollie. Um, you can check that out. I'll put that on YouTube for you guys to check out. I'm not sure where it's going to be airing at. You may have to find that one out on your own. Um, but it will begin airing on April the 9th if you've been looking forward to it. Don't have to wait too much longer. Um, we talked last week about the uh, Atelier Mysterious Trilogy uh, Deluxe Pack. There was a new trailer for it in English for the uh, trilogy coming out on April the 22nd. Um, of course, there will be deluxe versions of them. And uh, But you can definitely check that trailer out if you would like in English and uh, see exactly what's going to be included in there and how it looks and all that fun stuff. And I'm sure we'll get some pricing for that at some point in time uh, over here, how much that's going to uh, set you back. Um, let's see. What is it? That's a premium box. Uh, deluxe pack. Oh, there's always always different ones to make this so confusing, right? They just can't have just can't have the one. Um, we'll go over that once we get a, a Western release, and I can tell you everything that's going to be inside there. But it could be the Japanese version. You guys know how these um, collectors' editions go. Sometimes it's completely different over there as opposed to over here. Um, if you are a PC gamer and enjoying Disgaea 4 Complete Plus, well, NIS America has released a new update. Uh, there's a host of new features, including a map editor, Pirates! 
Yeah, users can combine ship parts and arrange characters to create an original pirate ship and crew. There are foreign and defense ministers. There's a nether battle tournament. Everybody's netherworld records. A pirate trial and a ranking battle. Uh, I'm getting this uh, trailer on YouTube here. As soon as I get done with the podcast, I got. I figured I'd get this to you guys before uh, hosting that online so you can see exactly what all is included. And that's just, as far as I know, that's just the PC version of it. I'm not sure if the console versions have this or not. All right, we've got a few more things to talk about. I'll be honest, I just um, recorded a few minutes and forgot to hit the record button, so I'm not sure what I missed or what I didn't miss. Um, I'm going to have to go back and look at that next week. But uh, breaking news that just came into the podcast, uh, this was during the um, Epic Games Store announcement that they did a big thing. I didn't think there was going to be any JRPG news, but there was, and that is uh, Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't see that one coming. So you get uh, the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 remix, uh, the 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Remind, and even the new uh, Melody of Memory game coming to PC on March 30th. Now, this is going to be exclusively on the Epic's Game Store. Yeah, so that's big big news currently. These are available on PS4 and Xbox One. Melody of Memory available also on the Switch. Um, I don't know about pricing. I don't see that anywhere, so maybe those... Uh, oh, here it is. Um, yeah, so 1.5 and 2.5 Remix is going to go for 50 bucks. 2.8 is going to go for 60 Re Part 3 and Remind for 60 and Melody of Memory for 60 so yeah, there you go. Um, if you've been holding out for the PC releases, there you go. They are coming on March. Oh, where to go? Wait, March 30th. That's it. Um, so yeah, kind of some breaking news there on the podcast. That's always, always fun. Um, we got some good news on the Twitter channel that Nihon Falcom had an excellent financial quarter. Uh, they do kind of a weird financial year of running from October to September. So uh, anyway, the, the last quarter they had numbers for, numbers were up big time. Um, about 35% as a whole over from last year. Uh, operating profits up about 47%. Uh, just in uh, Japan alone, they were up 102% from last year. And their licensing division uh, which, you know, they give stuff out to NIS America and Clouded Leopard Entertainment. It was up um, almost 30%. So big numbers all around. Um, everything's in yen, so I don't really want to <laughs> get into all that and what it means. But from a longtime Falcom supporter, I really hope they put this money back into the business and can do something. I don't, I don't know what can be done, but surely something can be done about the uh, just awful, awfully long wait time that we have uh, in between Japanese releases and Western releases. We would really, really do well. I think that's that's one of the biggest things I think that's really holding them back from going into that next tier. 
a publisher, right? So you got, you know, you got Square Enix up top and kind of on its own, you know, tier all by itself just because they're so big. Then you got like the Atlases of the world and the Nippon Inchies and the, uh, all these other ones. Well, Falcom is right there, right? They should be. And if they just get that little bit of bump and can make things, you know, a little more accessible, their popularity is, is higher than ever. So if they can really cut down on that time, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to do well, uh, for them. Uh, if you got some money this Valentine's day and want to spend it on a few different products, you got a few more days for this one. Uh, Square Enix did a, I don't know why, but they're doing a massive Valentine's day sale. This is running, uh, now through February 15th, um, uh, there's 271 products in total, but uh, these are kind of the the highlighted ones that I want to go over. Uh, you can pick up the Collection of Mana on Switch for $20. Um, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age Collector's Edition on PS4, $100. You can get Shadowbringers from Final Fantasy XIV for $20. You can get the Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition for either PS4 or Xbox for ten dollars um that kingdom hearts all in one package down to 30 kingdom hearts 3 is only ten dollars melody of memory even with a discount down to 45 and um if you've not picked up trials of mana you can get it about half price for 29.99 right now so that's that's pretty good you can't uh <laughs> it's hard to argue with those kinds of numbers uh, not to be outdone, and hang on just one second, let me, uh, yeah, my throat was getting a little dry, but I didn't want to stop. We're about to wrap this thing up. There is a big in Japan sale going on right now. I didn't think this was this time of year, but, um, normally we get the Golden Week sale. We know when that's going to be, but the big in Japan sale, and they're claiming you can save up to 75% off certain titles. This will go through February the 24th. So that's kind of run through. I I don't know why the PlayStation Store website doesn't allow you to uh, filter choices like you can on the actual PSN store on the PlayStation. But here I'm just going to go through. There's five pages of stuff to uh, to kind of highlight. And I'm going to try to pick out the JRPGs as I see them. There's a lot. So uh, the aforementioned all-in-one Kingdom Hearts package down to $25. Uh, you can pick up Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind for 20 bucks. There is 1.5 Kingdom Hearts and 2.5 down to just 1250. That's crazy cheap. Kingdom Hearts 3 is down to 18 dollars. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory down to 40 dollars. I know that's not a JRPG, but there, uh, uh, the new Sword Art Online Alsatian Lycris down to $36. Keep in mind, this is all in the PSN stores, so it's all digital. Monster Hunter World Iceborne Digital Deluxe Edition is $27. Code Vein, under $20 now. And uh, when I shared this on our socials, I, I, I jokingly put it was the uh, semi-annual Tales of Berseria uh, sales event. <laughs> as um, It's always $20. You can pick it up any day of the week. All day long for twenty dollars, they put it on sale all the time for ten, and see if people will bite. And I'm guessing there's still people that haven't experienced that awesome game. You should definitely 
uh, do so. I'm guessing all the Trails games are probably on sale, but uh, I can see Cold Steel 2 down to 24. Cold Steel 4 is down to 45. You can get the um, Cold Steel 4 Deluxe one down to... Oh no, my page just disappeared on me. Um, it's on sale. I think it's normally 70. I think it's down to 60. But my page went away. So, And why do not I have prices? Hello, PlayStation Store, why are you doing this to me? Don't give me no prices. Because I can't tell the people if stuff is on sale or not. Oh goodness, it's just completely stopped. Anyway, there's a ton of stuff on sale. I see Cold Steel 3, Tales of Vesperia. I wish I could give you prices for these, but my my page is just dead. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know if it's an internet problem <laughs> or what. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's Odin Sphere. Uh, oh gosh, how do you say that? Lufersar? How do you say it? That awesome game. Um, there's Nino Kuni 2, uh, Disgaea 5 Complete, Tokyo Xanadu. So it looks like it's going to be all the major heavy hitters are on sale. So more than likely, if there's a game you've been waiting for and uh, you've been wanting to pick it up on sale, you should definitely do it now. Uh, Sakura Wars is down to $30. Um, yeah, Tales of Cold Steel 3, Trails of Cold Steel 3 Digital Deluxe Edition down to $44. Um, the Sky of Five Complete was $20. Yeah, so that's all the big ones that I can see. Odin Sphere is $17.99. That's such a cool-looking game. So, yeah, if you have been holding off on picking up um, some of these bigger-priced games, maybe now is a great time to try and do that. That's going to be it for us this week on the JRPG Report. This has been Episode 151. And uh, we'll do this all again next week. I'll try to find out um, what those were that uh, I didn't hit record on. If it's something I need to report to you guys, I will do that for you next week. But until next time, guys, get back out there and level up.